podcast this is episode two or maybe even one because our last one was a pilot so we still getting it together but hey we're here and we're here to talk to you uh this is breezy calibreeze and we got paulie paul this right is paulie paul hello 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 what's been going on paulie i have been well work has been good this week mm-hmm. South personal life has been Going smoothly, so I cannot complain. I don't know if I told you, but I've been learning French. Oh, so that's okay. I'm enjoying it. Like I'm really, I'm in a good spot. I am in a good space right now. Okay. So what made you want to learn French? (laughs) I just wanted to. I needed something better to do with my time. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm kind of trying to pick up Spanish again. Oh, good. Yeah, I work with a lot of Hispanic students, so I need to know what they're talking about. Good. No, no, it's, I mean, that's how language is beautiful. Like, that's how you yeah. communicate with other people. Like, that's, I feel like, the second best way to communicate with people, opposed to smiling. Mm-hmm. Especially when you go abroad and you can speak with people and say, you can speak their language or even attempt to speak their language. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I have a, a trip now to France. So, so now I'm going to have to practice. Is that part now, of the class? Uh, no, it's not part of the class. That's personal. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, why not try it out? I've been... Yeah. Well, yeah. What I use it so to I'm, Yeah, I'm good. How have you been? I'm good, man. I'm going to Nola next week. That's gonna okay. be cool. This is my first time going, but it's going with my job, so okay, everything good. free. Okay. Everything Y'all should went. You know, this week is Essence Festival. Really? Y'all should went this week. I know you can't. This you know, week, time it. Yeah, it's Essence yeah. right now. That would have been dope, but but that's the only thing. It is job related, so I can't like drink <laughs> along with the stuff. <laughs> no, I can't be waking up. They were like, "Mr. John, I can't. Why you? Why you look like that? With beads around your neck?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every, I mean, everything is good. Nola's man. always fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans, that is. I'm still having my fun. You know, I got some Louisiana. Is this your blood. first time? In New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've been in like Lafayette and stuff like that. I got family. So this time you're going for work, but then you're gonna have to go back for pleasure. Yeah. For leisure, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For pleasure and leisure. That's always good food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. So we both took a sip at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So should we go ahead and get started with our discussion today? Yeah, we should. We should. Great. So for today's topic. What we want to do is just kind of just set up our podcast and set up our podcast in the sense of giving you an idea of what Kings of Caliber are. So both Terrell and I would consider ourselves Kings of Caliber. And what we want to do yep. is just share our perspectives on how we are growing and experiencing life in a lot of different ways. And one of those ways is sexuality. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sexuality is just, you know, especially in the black community, it's a topic that. I think we both have learned it's kind of skated over, it's glimpsed over, but we want to take the time just to ask each other perspectives on our sexuality from the hetero perspective and also the um, homosexual perspective. Yeah. So let's just get into it. So if like you're if you're part of, you know, 
if you're a straight man or woman, you can get a perspective on the other side. And if you're part of, you know, LGBT, you can get a perspective on the other side. But ultimately, you know, just get similarities and everything that might be together. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, yeah. Because we both. Okay, so to give you an idea how we set this up, Terrell and I have both written questions for each other (laughs) and we're just going to. Go tit for tat. Well, not tit for tat. I don't want to say that. Like, don't throw them out that. there. Right, right. We're just going <laughs> to ask each other the questions that we have and generate conversation from it. So, Evan. Paul. Jesus. <laughs> Question one. Why am I silent? Question one. So, okay. So, how are you able to know, like, if you're seeing somebody... And you may be interested in that person. How do you know if that person might be gay? Or is, is there even such a thing like that? Or do you have to ask? Is there a way you can tell? How does that work? So, in my <laughs> in my opinion, um, firstly, there is really no real way to know if somebody is gay or straight unless you ask them mm-hmm. and hope that they're truthful with you. I think, I mean, honestly, because... You don't know. There are so many people who just, I mean, however, this this idea of what straight is, people live in that. Yeah. And you can't just assume that somebody is gay or straight just by how they walk, how they dress. I mean, you know, we do. Our culture does have some specific characteristics like you dress good, but also what is it? Metrosexual, metrosexual men dress well as well. So you can't just say, okay, I know this person is gay because of this or that. Yeah. Really, I think you should just ask. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if you're going to take that shot and say, I'm interested in someone, just do it. I mean, I had, there have been times where I walked with someone and I've said, hey, I find you attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it can it can be a compliment. It doesn't that compliment doesn't have to just be like, I want to take you home or <laughs> I want to take you out. It's just, yeah. you know, firstly, it's a compliment. But if you're really interested, I think you should, if you're really interested, you should make that move. But also that person should, can easily just say, I'm not interested or, you know, I'm not interested in man. So man. instead of instead of like just straight up asking you to be like, hey, I think you're cute or whatever and see how they kind of respond. Well, that's my approach. That's okay. my game. Oh, I'm, oh, oh. <laughs> so I'm saying your but, game. My yeah, bad, my gen- well, in my, in, my <laughs> in my opinion, I don't think there's really, I don't think there, there are any like telltale signs to just find out if a person are gay or not. You, gotcha. I feel like you will drive yourself crazy trying to learn if somebody is gay or not just by like I said, like, yeah, just by assumptions. Yeah. That, I, if anything, I feel like that tells more as to how open one person's mind is about how they perceive people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's so that, I guess now is my turn. Oh, God. You know what? So this is my question. <laughs> In my experience, I have a lot. Well, I have a lot of female friends. Okay. A lot of these females have boyfriends. Okay. Some of these boyfriends have. They they feel as though I am, for lack of a better term, trying to take their girlfriend. Mm. So, or not even if that I'm trying to take the girlfriend. More so, I have. Their girlfriend has a, uh, we have a great connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing about taking girlfriends or anything. I mean, I'm not attracted in that way. But my question to you is, how does it feel to have a girlfriend who has a great friendship with a 
gay friend, great gay best friend. A gay best friend. Yeah. Okay. Like what? So, what goes on with your mind when? So you see there's it? a little bit of experience with this. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was. <laughs> so I would say, uh, how, how can I say this? So with that, I never felt threatened or anything but i do think there's a true thing in in male ego and just mm-hmm. like instinct with even if you're gay you're still a guy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if and if that girl really wants to like try to get with you she can push up on you and try that okay right okay especially at a certain age if you know a gay man is probably trying to figure stuff out or if if that man is uh more solidified in who he is, then maybe there's less of a threat. But still, anything could happen. And there's just an inner instinct of, man, next to my woman, <laughs> right? So I, I feel like a lot of men, regardless of orientation, they don't know what's going on, whatever. And they feel like, you know, I, I think women and men have a lot of the same feelings. We just react to it in a, in a different way. So like women, you know, really want their men to be with them and get a lot of their attention. Mm-hmm. I think men are in the same weight, but not in like getting physical attention, but not having their woman be so close to another guy. So are you saying that you think it's natural for humans? Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's natural for when you're in a relationship Yeah. for when you see your partner with someone else. Mm-hmm of whatever sexuality you are Mm -hmm. you will naturally just be a little jealous but i don't want i don't want to say it's it's jealousy i think it's just territorial territorial okay yeah territorial that's a strong word yeah (laughs) i know big words (laughs) no i'm not that but i mean when you i I get territory i I equate territory with property true but it's like i feel in relationships like of course you can't i don't think you should ever you can't merge a relationship with a friendship. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just in my experience, there have been times where I, I've just had great friendships. And, you know, there I have even in one situation, I have even backed away from a friendship just for the sake of that relationship. And that shouldn't mm-hmm. have to be the case. Yeah. So, but you did bring up ego. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that personally, because you, you've experienced this, do you feel that looking back <clears throat> on whatever situation that was, you had how have you changed from that situation actually because uh ego is a big thing and we we everyone has to face their ego yeah and they're bad parts of your ego i think learning from that situation was just being more uh open to your other's friends in general yeah uh not being so caught up in who is she talking to? Who is she? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like all that type of stuff. I think, you know, even if you're in a relationship, you should be free to talk to whoever you want to, as long as you're not flirting or, or something may be going a, a wrong way. If you feel like it's going the wrong way, then you need to exit stage left. But, I mean, you shouldn't have to feel like you can't talk to people or so you can't be friends with change from that relationship with her friend or with a friend? Because, I mean... I'm. Now I'm I'm speaking globally now in the sense even mm-hmm. if it's another girlfriend that she has you know another best friend that she has mm-hmm. and she just focuses all her time like and she, you know she may take away time from y'all for yeah. her best friend should the focus more so be on the relationship and or I think catering you know putting investing in your relationship yeah. opposed to your friendship I think a guy could feel the same way hmm. but 
it will be stronger if that best friend is a guy. Definitely. If it's a girl, it'll be more like girls night out, good, she getting out, I get my private time, whatever, unless it's just happening over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But if it's a guy, you could be like, okay, this ain't girls night out. You know, anything could happen. But you have to have strength. At the end of the day, that guy has a penis. (laughs) I'm just saying. I think you have to have strength in your relationship for that. Okay. Trust. Trust. There there is trust. Trust. There is trust. trust. I I believe in trust. I believe in trust. Cool. So, side question with that. Mm -hmm. Do you think marriage makes a difference in it? What you mean? If a guy is married to a woman that has a gay best friend, do you think there's a difference? You think marriage makes a difference in it? Do I think that if if I have a friend that is mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. how does that marriage affect my relate my friendship mm-hmm. or her friendship with you? She's married. She married. I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> but what if the guy is like, we married? You can't be like. Again, I think that has more so. I think that. You can have friendships mm-hmm. and be married. Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't be an issue. Hopefully. It shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Because essentially the friends that you have in your life, whether in your life or mm-hmm. in your partner's life, whether you're gay, straight, bisexual, mm-hmm. whatever, you those those are good people around. Yeah. So why would I extract somebody who is spiritually or mentally feeding to towards my partner's life. Mm-hmm. Why would I tell them, no, you can't talk to me yeah, just because... it's only going to make it more toxic. Right. And it's, it's not going to make my partner happy. And that's what I would want at the end of the day. I want yeah. you to be happy. Look, we're going to get tired of each other. <laughs> I'm not going to always yeah. have to want to be around you. I want to yeah. go hang out with my friends. I don't think you should have any regret. You should have any limitations on who friends yeah. are. Now, I mean, but again, that goes back to the relationship and the foundation. I think just building connections with someone you want to invest in in that mm-hmm. way. You should want to be able to go through that and talk about that. But yeah. I, again, I don't think we always have those conversations to yeah. do that. So so communication and um, still having a sense of self is yeah. very important. Now, we don't have to be, well, again, this is all based on my own experience. I don't have to call your partner all the time and be like, hey, such and such, let's hang out. No, but I want to know who's in my friend's life because that's my position. It, that is my role in in, in who, who's ever like to support them. Mm-hmm. So let me just do that. Let me support you, and we all just be a become a family because we are all one at the end of the day. It's yeah, that simple. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So how do this a, is question two from question two? Okay. Question two. So how <laughs> how do or did you you know cope with your sexual orientation in this society, American society, especially with the black community and how the black community may envision a, a gay orientation. Okay, so I'm going to truncate this answer. Okay. Because it is a life-spanning answer. Ooh, that I'm still... It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it's heavy. But in a good way. Mm. Not too heavy. Um, How do I cope with it? That was the question. Yeah. Um, It takes a lot of self-love. Okay. A lot of self-love. I have, I'll say over the past couple of years, I've just become more comfortable with who I am. And I think that's the, that's the biggest step. Just realizing that it does, it isn't inflictive. It isn't inflictive for you and it doesn't dictate 
what you want to do, who you are. It's just it's just a small aspect of you. It's like a different flavor. Like yeah. you know when you cook, okay. you have turmeric, you have lorries, you have well you should have lorries. <laughs> But you know you have all these flavorings. Yeah, I just I view it as a different flavoring. Okay, and it, it doesn't change, it doesn't change the deliciousness of the dish that you have. Okay, I'm still I'm still great. And like I said, I, it's taken me a while to just become okay with that because growing up, um, especially in a city where if you weren't playing football, you weren't tough enough or a boy or yeah, what have especially you. Especially in Texas, right? Especially in Texas, you're right you learn that, you know, you're being conditioned to learn that, you know, you aren't enough in general, Mm -hmm. that you don't hold to this um, social view of what a man should be, let alone a black man should be. Yeah. And even growing up and, you know, you you have, when you're in a community where they're trying to train strong black people, but then you're being shown that you're not strong enough. Well, where do you go once you get out in the world by yourself? You're already fragile. Yeah. So then you have to build that infrastructure again to say, okay, so you know it could take it could take some more time. Yeah, it does. So side question, because when you say coming out in the world fragile and having to pick up, do you think black people or low income people have a similar issue with that as of being raised, not raised by parents, but in in the, in this society in a certain way, and coming out into the real world fragile? So then they have to take time, like finances or something to build up with. I do. When I say fragile, I mean not strong. Will When I say fragile, I'm thinking you're not equipped with the mindset to do exactly what you want to do or what you feel you're called to do. Okay. So I, I do think there are some, similar, some similarities. That was just my similarity. That was my instance where I wasn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily feel prepared to just embrace who I was in that aspect. But again, just being black in general, we aren't from um, a community where there is low income, you know, where they don't have a lot of prominent African-American figures that you can just go to and ask for mentorship or support or even finance or financial support or influence. You know, you don't always have that. So you don't know. What you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And then when you go out into the world, you don't even know how to access that. And I feel that's one that's one of the biggest things um, in our communities that we just we need more. And we always talk about it. We as you know, society, we always talk about, you know, we want more doctors, more lawyers, because we want to be able to show that in that type of infrastructure mm-hmm. to people so they know you can do this and it is available. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Do you think do you see any parallels with that? Uh, yeah, I see a few parallels. I think I think it's differences in experiences and observations with it within things, but I think the core and the foundation of it can be the same okay. as well. Good. Yeah. So this is my second question. Again, this is a this is a very broad stroke I'm taking, <laughs> but it seems as though you know they, they when was it? I don't probably like eight years ago was a big uh, surge of no homo. No homo. That's homo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you, and it, it was specifically about sexual tasks, you know, however you decide to enjoy yourself sexually. Yeah. Do you feel personally, because I don't want you to speak for all straight men. Okay. <laughs> do you, have, you had, <laughs> have you had any apprehension, apprehensions about sex because of what is considered 
gay shit or gay sex? Uh, no. No, I don't. I mean, when I... <laughs> you like, uh, uh, no. No. Uh, if, if I don't want to do something sexually, it's not because I feel like it's gay. I just feel like it's not something I'm into. Why do. Why, do some, why do you think some guys are apprehensive about experiencing things sexually? Because, I mean, I think, I think we're talking about, like, you know, pecking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't want to get too much. <laughs> but, but okay, so I feel like, honestly, in my own opinion, a lot of guys are trying to be uber straight. Like, they're mm-hmm. trying to be – they're not fully comfortable in who they are either. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of straight guys are not comfortable in their orientation either. Mm-hmm. So when they say, oh, that shit gay, that shit gay, that – and I think society brainwashed because there's a lot of women that will say that shit that shit is gay too. To a to to well not to, to you, a guy to a guy okay. to a guy. I um, think it's a society thing, and I think a guy is scared to experiment with their body to try to find out something that they might not want to know. But but me personally, I mean, honestly, I don't do a lot of super extra stuff, you know, sexually. But it's not for the sake of oh, I don't want to be gay. It's just, I'm not trying to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I find it interesting that you say that. I'm, I find it interesting that you say guys are even trying to be super straight. Mm-hmm. Is there a level, quote unquote, level of straightness in heterosexual? No. Society? I mean, you are who you are. If you like women, you like women. <laughs> if you like God, I mean, but, uh, but, the, but when you say that, it's like you still. It, I, what I also heard was that there is still a level of masculinity. So maybe it's not being super straight, but being super masculine. Well, you know, talk to masculinity. You've have you heard of that? Yeah. So I mean, maybe I mean that's 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 the thing yeah. that you have to be this overly masculine. Yeah. Almost corruptive in a way. Yeah. Guy, just to. That's scary. Yeah. Well. Mm. Cause why? Why do as a straight man? Why do you feel like you gotta prove to people that you're not gay? Just, just take. You know what I'm saying, and like the same way, vice versa. As a gay man, I mean, there's there's a difference with gay men in in a society because they they go through different things. But why does a gay man have to feel like they need to prove themselves? You know, mm-hmm. a certain way. Are you right? I, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I guess in yeah. a in a straight perspective, men are trying to be like, oh, I'm not gay, I'm not. but mm-hmm. man, look, you like what you like, man. If you like doing certain stuff with a woman, that don't that don't make you gay. You're doing it with a woman. Sex should be <laughs> enjoyable. You should yeah, yourself. yeah. If you like getting you know, slapped across the face, just do it. Yeah, if you like a little whatever you like. <laughs> the point is, whatever you like, you like. We're not gonna and get too yeah, graphic, yeah. yeah. There are other podcasts for that. Yeah, there, there are other podcasts for that. Never mind. I found a very interesting podcast about sex. I'll okay. show what you like. Okay. It's very interesting. Well, the people might want to know. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I don't want you know. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. We're getting awful. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, but um, that's a good point. I'm glad you yeah. addressed that. Okay. So is it your question or my question? My question. So have you had sex with women? And if so... What kind of made you like 
is is what kind of made you prefer man is it kind of one way or the other how does that work is there a because people talk about scale is there a scale to sexuality or is it there just this or that so firstly sexuality is fluid okay sexuality is fluid there is a tool called the kinsey scale have you heard of this i've heard of it but i don't really know about it so in the most basic way, the Kinsey scale is used to determine the polar ends of the scale is heterosexual and homosexual. Okay. But then there are six levels that are in between where you're kind of ranging. And I guess you can say bisexuality is in the middle, but it ranges like how attractive to women you are versus mm. how attractive to men you are. Okay. Um, even though they have the scale, it's still, I, in my opinion, it's still a, a box that you're putting in because you're trying to rate how much you are attracted to this and then you have the characteristics associated with each um, grade that you get from that. Mm. It's just like, you know, putting people in boxes, but sexuality is so fluid. Like you can't, mm. sexuality is, it involves emotion, it involves yeah. intellect, it involves physical, physicality, it involves so much. So to just say, you know, is one part is difficult. Yeah. But to answer your question. So like just to put a label on it, it's not enough. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You can't do that. That I mean, think about all the the fetishes that they have. Yeah. It's all because there are so many different sexualities out there, yeah. and they have added so many letters after you know LGBT, mm-hmm. and then it was LGBTQA, and then mm-hmm. they added other things. So <laughs> they just shortened it. They just added a plus. Okay. We got everything. Thank God, because right. I'm not trying to remember all the right. uh, LGBT. I can't even remember pi. I'm not right. remember all this. <laughs> But, yeah, but okay. it encompasses so much. So I mean, to answer your question, have I, I have explored with women. Okay. And you know, being honest, there's still some attraction there. Okay. But I think the the attraction that I have with men is just stronger. Yeah. Okay. It, it's stronger. Yeah. Okay. And I can't just I can't equate it to anything specifically, but I have interacted with women. Yeah. And honestly, I've been open with it. But again, it's the conversation. You can't have the conversation. You can't if you don't have the conversation. You don't know where people lie. No one is just full, this full idea of whatever straight is. Yeah, there is something quote unquote strange with you. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of uh, objective. Yeah. It definitely is objective. Yeah. Well, have you always um, <laughs> have you always thought that what that sexuality have you always thought sexuality is objective? No, actually, I mean when I was younger, I had a very uh, conservative type mind, okay. and in a way, I, I'm I'm still conservative in some ways, but I don't think sexuality is as black and white as I used to think it is. Yeah, because I I know people, you know, sometimes they'll feel like they'll feel this way, and sometimes they'll feel another way. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Life you know, is an experience. Yeah, that's what Big Sean's dad said. <laughs> oh, what did he say that? He's Life himself. is a healing process, process, process. <laughs> that boy did the quote all the way to the A little bit shy. So let me ask you this final question. All right. I have, as I continue to grow, I have always felt that straight life, well, let me, let me not say that. Straight life? I've always perceived that being heterosexual was easier Mm -hmm. because I never faced my own issues, experienced my own sexuality. Mm -hmm. 
So this is kind of a two-part question. One, is heterosexual is hetero based off our conversation, is heterosexual life easier? And also, what difficulties do you face? Just I'm thinking more specifically dating-wise, what um difficulties do you face? Because I'm sure after I learned from you, there were probably a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Uh so I know you said dating wise, but I, I'm, I'm gonna think I'm gonna start off a little bit community wise. I think in a society, especially in America, uh, straight men do kind of have it easier. You know what I mean? Which uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it makes it easier, but I also think it's an environment thing. If there's a stronger gay community in a certain area then that area might be a little easier for a gay person because it's a stronger community. Stronger community as in, like, you have an example. Like, if there's an area in a city or a uh, town, state, whatever, that has a really strong gay community, it's more more connected, right? So then in that way, would a straight man be... the minority in that in in that environment. Mm, so, embracing sexuality mm. is a personal venture. Okay. So to say, even though there uh, one may be in a um, city, for instance, New York or okay. Los, no San Francisco, okay. they have very large gay communities. Just because someone is raising that. Um, community doesn't necessarily mean that day by day, that doesn't mean they're participating in it. Okay. That yeah. doesn't mean that they're getting the support that they need from other um, gay individuals or people who who may be coming out or learning about themselves either. Okay. And, you know, there still are. I mean, unfortunately, there aren't <laughs> there aren't too many places that are just that gay friendly. Especially, let's think about Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look at our big cities. They we have events and things, but would you really consider them to be as liberal no. as San Francisco or New York? So I mean, Houston is, is liberal in case of Texas, but it's still Texas. Exactly. The the exactly. <laughs> still, they still have yeah. their views. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I understand that. And I, I'm thinking like a straight life is really back, backed up by the system. Mm-hmm. More, more than you know, LBG, LGBT, LGBT life yeah. is way more backed up by the system. But dating wise, that's kind of hard to answer because I don't know much <laughs> about the other side of, of dating. Well, let, let's start here. But do you think? What do issues you think, do you have in dating? Uh, I guess the fact that you know. Personal issues. Men and women. Personal issues? Yeah. Well, again, I don't want you to have I'm to just not, I'm just not social. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not social. That's my issue. Okay. But I think just a lot of men and women are different. We're trying to figure ourselves out. That's the same there. Yeah. We all well, what is shit? That's people. <laughs> people. You have to deal with people. Well, do you think it's easier to, to find a gay partner than a straight man to find a straight partner? That's a good question. Yeah. No, because no, you still have to deal with people. There's, like it's still you, people. You don't know where people <laughs> are in their lives. Yeah, you don't. You can meet someone 
to, you can go out on a date with someone tomorrow and it can be a horrible experience because that person probably has not dealt with any issues, any personal issues that they don't know. They mm-hmm. are projecting on you. Mm-hmm. Then next week you can go out with probably your next wife. Mm-hmm. Same for me. I yeah. can go on a date tomorrow and I'm like, this person just is, they don't know. Mm-hmm. No, just a, a big ass no. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. Yeah. It's just finding, it's, uh, again, I just think it's about connections. How do you connect with people regardless, again, of the flavorings that they have? Yeah. So, so there's not too much of a difference. I would say. Okay. I, no. So then that will come into my next question, which is, do you think the gay community are more about hookups hmm. than relationships or vice versa? And why do you think it might be that way? Um, I think it's perceived that way. I feel... I'm no as I as I've always been raised. When I heard about LGBT communities, whether that is online or on the news, I've always seen obviously the pride events that they have, mm-hmm. and they over, in my opinion, the news over sexualizes these communities. Mm-hmm. That they just show them being quote unquote free. And that definition of free is with your shirts off and your underwear, mm. kissing, rubbing on each other. No, everybody doesn't do that. I mean, you know, it's kind of like you know, so, so you know, that, you know okay. when they say, like, people. You always. Uh, I read a, a research study where people have this idea that you're always having sex, but it's like in actuality, people only have sex like every couple of months. Yeah, it's yeah. a similar. It's kind of a similar ideology in the sense. It's that, not always and, about hookups. It's and, that, not, and that's the media's fault. Yeah. That could in, be a whole other conversation. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. It's always shown is that yeah. yeah. It's always shown that it is just this hyper sexualized community. Yeah. There are people that hook up. There are yeah. I mean, that's like I feel like that's just in dating. Yeah. You hear all the times girls talk about he always he only want this, he only want that. Or mm-hmm. guys even saying that, you know, people want uh, you know, fuck buddies and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's I think that's just a part of dating. But to say that we're focused <laughs> or to say that the community itself is focused on that, I don't think that. So do you think do you think uh, the society and or the media kind of chooses that chooses it that way? Because when we think of sexual orientation, the first thing we think about is sex. No, kind of knowing that there's more into it, but that's like number one first thought well, is yeah. sex. So when we see like those are the first three letters of the, the words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we when we see like uh, events or communities or, or stuff like that, the first thing we think of is, oh, they Same. fucking their own sex. <laughs> That's abrasive, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but it yeah. isn't about that. Mm-hmm. It's about look. I am. I have just gotten to the stage and like, well, I don't care what you say. Yeah. I like what I like, mm-hmm. and I should be affirmated the same amount of. I love myself, yeah. not even about what you think. Yeah. I love my goddamn self. There you go. And I want to be with whoever the hell I want to be with. And if you want to be with me, that's even better. And if you don't, that's fine too, because that's what I still love me. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I want, yeah. but I have to just. I have to go through all. I have to get through all these other people. I think that's, I mean, wouldn't you say it's the same too? Don't you just yeah. want to be loved by somebody? Be yeah. laid up, have somebody get on your nerves yeah. every other night? <laughs> Not every other night, but you're going to work through your Not problems. Not that often. Right. Maybe once a week. You, you want to have someone. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> we all just want to be, first you have to love yourself. Yeah. And then you have to, you obviously want to You got to love yourself before 
you can find outside love. So that asks, that brings up my fourth question. And this just came to mind, so this is perfect. Okay. Specifically in the African American community, again, based on my own journey, I have made it an effort to love myself. Mm-hmm. And a part of that has been has been me accepting my sexuality. Mm-hmm. As a heterosexual man, do you feel that you have been do you feel that that self love those self love lessons have been taught to you even as a man now where you are learning to appreciate who you are? Uh, I don't think so. Not in early years. I think especially in my environment, um, it's more focused on survival than self love. I feel like a lot more privileged people may have that opportunity. To find themselves because they don't have to worry about a lot of things. Not well. Let's say because some privileged people got other personal, very personal issues. But I'm saying, in my perspective, I feel like I didn't have time to think about who I really was or or how I love myself. Because I'm like, I gotta pay bills. I got this like my light skin cut off. You know, I gotta help my mom out, stuff like that. And even in the schools, they don't talk about self love. There's no self care. Things there's no finance classes. Everything's about a subject. Everything is about business or money at the end of the day. So when everything's about business or money, it's about taking care of other people. Do you feel that it's it is important for you to have self love for yourself for you to? Hell yeah! I am a big advocate advocate for his self love and self care because you know I had the person like what I say before like coming up you know. My my definition of a fragile coming up and having to learn a lot of things really fast. You know, it takes time, process for self love, but you need to get that together mm-hmm. because a lot of your relationships are going to be toxic because you're toxic in your own body. How can you expect to give clear or fresh air into an environment when all you have is toxicity in mm-hmm. your body? Come on, poison. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Mm. Wow, well, that was good. <laughs> that was cool. We got so, Amy. Do you have any final takeaways? What if you had to, based on our conversation, what is what would you like to leave our listeners with, or what is something that you learned today? Uh, I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, the only only difference is really sexual orientations and some of the uh, experiences that goes beforehand. But at the end of the day, like we said before, it's all self-love. It's all finding. It's about finding the person you love and it's about being comfortable in your own skin at the end of the day. Because straight men can be uncomfortable in their skin. Trust Mm. me. Come on. What you got? I need to get my keys. I'm going to shake this candle. A little snap. Yeah, snap. (laughs) Um, so I think my final takeaway, what I've learned from our discussion mm-hmm. is that regardless of what you identify as, even regardless of your skin color, mm-hmm. we are human, we're learning, but you need to be open. You one should be open to experiencing people and learning from others, especially from those who on a larger scale of oppression, also those who have the quote unquote upper hand. And you'll see, you'll definitely see just so many parallels. For sure. And we are really all on the same 
boat. For sure. All on the same boat. All on the same boat. Hoping it ain't got no holes in it. Right. Because I'm trying to float. Right. I'm trying to float. So, man, if if y'all have any questions or comments, man, don't be afraid to comment or, you know, email us at kingsofcaliber at gmail.com. We would love to hear what questions you have yeah. and send them to us, even on our social media accounts, and we can address them uh, our next show. Yeah. We can definitely address them on our next yeah. show. So or if you, you want to talk to us one-on-one. That'd be cool. Yeah, any personal question. Yeah. Look, we're open. Yeah, <laughs> look, we are. just DM messages. Yeah. You can uh, you can hit me up at Calabrese underscore H H N D, K A L I B R E Z underscore H H N D. So you can hit me up on that. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at all the mighty. All the mighty. Cause I'm mighty. Okay, so. We're we're planning on doing this podcast every other week, so kind of expect this every other week. Uh, we're planning on uh, keeping up the uh, uploads to Wednesdays, so kind of look for us around that time. Uh, if there's anything going on, we'll probably uh, make a note on social media uh, for everyone, so y'all can be updated with everything that's going on. So, how are you feeling? Quick check-in. How are you feeling about this podcast and stuff? Man, this was a good. This was a good talk. Oh yeah, this it was, was a good, good conversation. Talk. A lot better than the first episode. <laughs> I mean, that was that was well, a that's good why talk they call too, it a pilot. Yeah, 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 that's why yeah. they call it a pilot. And I, I'm sure our viewers will appreciate what we're what they're listening to. Yeah, for sure. So, like like you said, hit us up. Let us know if you have any other questions. And I think that's it. Bless this show. Isn't All it? right. All right. Stay blessed. Take care. Ooh.